It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All right, guys. Welcome once again to a lovely, blessed evening in the Lord here at the House of David. We're doing Bible study this week on 1 Samuel chapter 8. And this is the turning point chapter of of the children of Israel. Uh, So let's go ahead and give God... um, Just uh, a minute. I'm there. One talking. One talk. I'm here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and pray and give God thanks here. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to you and pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, dear God, for this blessed day in which you are granted unto us, Lord God, in your mighty word. We pray and ask, dear Lord God, as each and every soul, dear Lord God, we come to you, dear Lord God, in a humble state of mind, dear Lord God, in a receiving state of mind in the name of Jesus. To receive what you will have us to receive tonight, dear Lord God, and to take home, dear Lord God, with us, Lord God, something new and improved within our soul, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we pray and thank you for your word. We thank you for your one and only begotten son who gave his life up on the cross for our sins, dear Lord God. And we thank you for the power that raised him from the dead as well, Lord God. We pray in the name of Jesus and thank you for your Holy Spirit that dwells within our, our spirits today, dear Lord God, to guide and direct our paths, dear Lord God. And we just thank you for all that you do for us. May you continue to watch over us in our safety and our health, dear Lord God, financially, dear Lord God, mentally, dear Lord God, and spiritually in our, in our lives, dear Lord God. May we continue to grow, continue to be stable upon your word, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So if you're, if you're not speaking, try to, try to mute your phone so we don't get a lot of... Uh, the background, uh, yeah, okay, so if you want to speak, just go ahead and take yourself off mute and you can speak, uh, that way we've got a, a, you know, a clean feed so everyone can, can hear clearly, all right? Yes, I agree. All right, amen, amen. So, chapter 8, again, we call this the turning point, and here in verse 1, uh, uh, could you mute, please? Chapter 8, it says, And it came to pass, when Samuel was old, that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now, I remind you, this is a replay of what Eli had done. His sons were supposed to be out there doing the work of the Lord, uh, and, and you'll find out that it's just nothing but a repeat of what happened earlier. It says, Now, the name of his, his first son was Joel. And excuse me, in the name of the second, Abiah, they were judges, judges in Beersheba. Now I remind you, these two cats were not um they were not righteous in any way. Right? It says and his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not 
in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. So here they are. They got God as their king. They got God as the one who rules over them. They don't have this one human being telling them what to do, but they are tired of the human beings that are put in charge just taking advantage of them, right? So there's like, just appoint us a king and we'll deal with that versus dealing with your sons and everybody else's sons to follow to try to take advantage of us. Now, the funny thing is with these guys is, you know, they, 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 their names mean something. Everybody's name means something, especially when you're dealing with the Old Testament, right? And so Joel is the first son, the older son. His, his name represents this. Jehovah is his God. The second son, Abiah, means father or worshiper. So you see what I'm saying? Their names represented everything about God and everything that they should have been doing for God, but yet they were doing the total opposite, which drives the the children of Israel to a desperate point now, to where they are, they're like, you know what? We can we we can do bad with a better with a king versus dealing with the human. Uh, the human judges that are placed in in in, um, in control to try to judge us, and they, and they're no better than us. You understand? They're supposed to be making sure the laws are kept and all this other stuff, and that people are right, and they're not right themselves, just as Eli's sons did. Now, in verse six, but the thing, but the thing displeased Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, hearken and hear, hear them unto the voice of the, of the people and all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. So you see, whenever somebody's dealing with, with something like that, when, they, when, when you're doing the work of God and someone wants to come and reject you about doing the work of God, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting everything that God put in you to be, to be brought forth, and they're rejecting it. They're rejecting God himself. You understand? Yeah. So this, this is what the enemy does. It tries to attack you to make you want to quit, to make you want to to step away. But God didn't call us to do that. He called us to be more than cowards, more than fearful people. You understand? So God said they rejected him. He told Samuel, don't worry about it. Don't don't get no bad feelings about it. Because it's not about you, it's about me. They rejected me. And he told him, according in verse 8, to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. So God is saying they still haven't changed their ways no matter what. Ever since I brought them out of Egypt, they haven't been right. They haven't been right, and every time I give them another chance, they turn back, and they turn back again over and over again. So God has something in store for them now, saying, okay, you don't want me to rule over you no more. You don't want my hand in your life. So I'm going to take my hand off of your life. And God says this in verse 9. Now, therefore, hearken unto their voice. How be it ye protest solemnly unto them and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked of him a king. And he said, this will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself, 
for his chariot and to be his horsemen. And some shall run before his chariot. So he's saying he's going to make all of your, 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 your sons foot soldiers, chariot riders, horsemen. He's going to make them men of war. He's going to take your sons and he's going to make men of war with them. There's nothing you can do about it. All right? And you're going to keep that in mind because when we get further down the line and in in some chapters down the line, that's going to come back into play. That, those very, that very phrase that God just said. And verse 12, and he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties and will set them to ear his ground and to reap his harvest and to make his instruments of war and instruments of his chariots. And he will take your daughters to become fictionaries and to be cooks and to be bakers. So he's going to take your daughters and put them into servitude as well. He's going to take them and make concubines out of them. You understand? So they're losing everything now. You don't lost your sons and your daughters because you don't want you don't want God in your life. And he says in verse 14, and he will take your fields and your vineyards and your olive olive yards, even the beat the best of them, and give them to his servants, meaning his soldiers and all his his you know his generals. And he will take your men servants and your maid servants. And I'm sorry, I, I skipped the verse. Verse 15. And he will take the tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give to his officers and to his servants. So you see where that's coming from? Everything that belonged to the Lord, the king shall take. Because he's you asking him to replace God. So everything that you normally would give to God, he's taking. We know about the tenth. That's your tithing, your tenth. They're taking it. And he will take your member, your men service and your maid service and your goodliest young men and your, and your donkeys and put them to his work. He will take the tenth of your sheep and he will, and ye will be his servants. And you will cry out in that day because of your king, which ye shall have chosen. And the Lord will not hear in that day. Nevertheless, this is stubbornness. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said, nay, but we will have a king over us. That we also may be like all the nations and, all, and that our king may judge us and, and go out. Now get this that the king may judge them and go out and before them and fight their battles. Who are they describing? Christ Almighty is the one that judges you, that goes out before you and fight your battles. But they're thinking that the king that they're appointing is going to do this for them. You are replacing God. You are taking God out of your life. And you've replaced him with a man. Some of us do that with our supervisors and our managers at work, you know, and all these other people of authoritative figures. We try to make them out to be more than what they are. And we shouldn't. God should always and forever be the forefront of your life. You can't replace him with a man or with a woman or anything else of this world. So the floor is open. I know I read pretty much that whole chapter there because I wanted to get the backdrop just in case, uh, you know, you guys uh, missed a few uh, readings. (laughs) But anybody got any comments or uh, anything to add to or questions? Anyone? 
It's a quiet night. No one? Yeah, I was on mute. Well, you Pastor. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> My fault. Go ahead. Go ahead. You going, Nadine? You going first? Oh, go ahead, Michelle. I'm trying to put this Okay. Um, you know, somehow these people were willing to lose everything that they they have, everything that they have acquired, in order for their own way to right. make their own path to. To, to to get a king that will not fight their battle was but before we even get there in the beginning when we started reading and when you look at the word lurk mm-hmm. it means shady nothing mm-hmm. good unrighteousness mm-hmm. and what happened is that when 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 Satan gets in their thoughts, he twists things. Everything that looks good, mm-hmm. he twists it to look bad. So what happened is that he twists the stuff. Because the first thing they did, they were gonna tell someone that listen, they're gonna throw it in his face to say, Your sons they ain't walking right. They ain't following your path. So give us, let us. Let us, let us take on, give us a king, give mm-hmm. us a king. And apparently, even though Samuel was doing right, in their sight, he wasn't doing right. Yep. And now, in their mind, it's like, you are doing us justice. No, you're going to give us your sons. They ain't going to give us justice anything anyway. So listen, we want to make our own path. Release us to go and get some kings. But no, I mean, Samuel, he, he loved the people. So even though they, they wanted to go their own way, he was trying to persuade them to save. So he went, and on their behalf, he went to talk with God. But in talking to God, God was reminding him that, listen, these are people who their very nature is rejection. They live on rejection. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter how good it is, they are twisted, and they are going to reject anything that is good, because in their mind, they think they have it all together. This, the king that they are looking for, is they're looking for, for Jesus himself, you know. Right. But they're looking for him in the human form. They can't bother with that righteousness and all of that. But put away the righteousness and give me everything else, but give with the warrior. We want the warrior to fight the battle. Right. That is the only criteria. That, you notice that's the only criteria they ask of him? Yeah. They said that he would go before us and fight our battle. And look how amazing God is. <laughs> when someone went to God on their behalf, God gave him the profile and yeah. the curriculum mighty of the king that they would get. Yeah. But they still insist that that's what they want. No, I can't wait to get to the other chapters to find out that really happened afterwards. <laughs> because how is it that, no, this is it. If you go to seek a job, right? Right. It is your profile, your curriculum, your resume that tells you, mm-hmm. that determines whether you will get the position or not. They call you for an interview basically because they just want to meet you. But looking at your resume, they already decide whether or not you can fit the position. Now, how can you go to seek a job and you do research on the company and find out all the the disadvantages and cannot find one advantage, but then you still want to go and work for that company? That makes sense? (laughs) This was what they did. Right, right. The Lord shows them the criteria of the king that they are seeking, but they still look at it. They still say, yeah, 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 that's so good. Yeah, we still want it. And so the, yeah, the question is now, how bad were Samuel's sons that they, they just had to 
have this king versus dealing with those those guys. How bad were they? They were bad. You know. <laughs> when I from what I was reading and what I noted, mm-hmm. I realized that they were dishonest. Yes, very. They they were teaching wrongfully. They were gaining money. Mm-hmm. You had to pay them to teach you the word of God. Wait a minute. So that, that, you find that that's that's what happens today. Exactly, it does. And it's like when I read it today and I was making my notes, I called um Marie's mom and I was talking to her and mm-hmm. something came in my spirit and I said, Isn't it funny how we are living this today, how you have some ministers that you invite to your church to minister, and he's giving you a figure or she's giving you a figure, you know, such and such thousand dollars I need. I mean, this is to come and minister the word of God. So something opened up to me, and I'm like, isn't this the same working that we're living in today? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're paying me to... Teach the word of God when he says that you must go out there, highways and byways. He didn't say go out there and let them pay you. But my eyes became open today more because I wanted to understand it all these years. <laughs> but I couldn't. But after I read this today, mm-hmm. it hit me that I now understood it. Yes. I knew it was wrong, and but I couldn't find the word for it. There are lurkers. Right, and, 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 and like I said, if you, if you got a, a a minister coming in, if they're coming out of town, yeah, you 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 want to take on some of those expenses. You don't want, yeah. you know, you don't want that person coming out of their pocket because they wouldn't have to if they didn't come. So you do want to take it, but like you said, to give you five ten thousand dollars just to, to deliver words, that that's not right. I agree, you know. Workman is worth his hire, you know, as as the the Bible say, and, and you know, in in layman's turn, there, I'm, you know, paraphrasing there. But again, some people take that scripture and they abuse it. They abuse it. I mean, they beat it in the ground, and you know, hey, we waiting for five people to give a thousand dollars, you know, and all this other stuff that they do. You know, this is the same stuff that goes on today that these guys were doing. You know, I'll teach you, but you, you got to give me $500. You know, and then they get the $500, they go, oh, we need 500 more. It, it, it never stops. Yeah. It never stops. So you, you, you're absolutely right, Sister Michelle, and you're absolutely right. Anyone else? Anyone on the line like to comment? Hi, Pastor. Hey, Sister Marine. Oh, that's Sister Marine's mom. <laughs> ah, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. I was listening. I was listening. Um. Um. What? I, and I, I'm reading this scripture too. But what? What I'm getting from this scripture is like um. When you is, is 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 when you operating in the flesh, all these things um you're just going um your own way. You 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 stop listening. These 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 um guys they stop listening to God and listening to themselves. Mhm. So it doesn't even matter what God tell them. Um, Samuel, <laughs> they list, they're doing what they're doing because they're operating in the flesh. Yes. They're yeah, operating right. in the flesh, so they're doing what they're doing, and they wouldn't listen. They hear stop. They they they're not listening to what God's saying anymore. You know, it's, and, it's, it's just like it's like your mom and dad tell you, you know what? Don't stick your finger in the socket. It's going to shock you. Yeah. And you do it anyway. <laughs> That's what so they're doing. Do they're just anyway. sticking a finger there anyway. Just. Because they, they, they just have to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. But, th- but that's, that's, that's a terrible place to reach, though. Well, that's a terrible that, place that, to reach where you can't, you, you don't want to listen to God anymore and just doing your own thing. Is it, 
It's called like your beret. Is it flesh? Is it is it flesh and the spirit? The flesh and the spirit of God. Yeah, you have to go by the spirit of God. But again, we all are wrapped in flesh, so it's it's a it's a constant battle to 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 control it and to get it under wraps. And wow. you can't just continue moving forward in Christ and not grow spiritually. Yeah. That's what that's the danger of it all is a lot of people are trying to move forward in Christ. You know, you came from a church first you only had ten members, now you got a thousand, but you haven't grown spiritually and now it's all the women is in your face and all this other stuff going on and you can't suppress it because your spirit man is not it's not exercised. Oh it's, my. It's, it's laid dormant and all you've been doing was feeding the flesh. So what happens when more money comes in the door? The flesh wants it because now it's looking at all the material things and all this other stuff. And oh you, you have to be very careful because you can – Find yourself outside the will of God very quickly, and then you lose sight of it. You don't even realize. You tell yourself that whatever you're doing is right. You try to make it right. You know, yeah. you tell you you find scriptures and try, and try and try to feed the scriptures to people to try to make it right. Oh, you know, and you you somehow manipulate the word of God, just as Satan does, to make it fit. Your needs. Oh my. So. Oh Lord. My but, my my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's 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 the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Yeah. It's human nature, unfortunately, and that, I mean, we 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 just have to deal with it. We just have to deal with it. And, but that's the whole point of knowing the word for yourself, studying. Yeah. And being able to 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 withstand, you know, tricks and 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 wiles of the of the of the enemy, and so. Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm solo this week. I apologize. Um, <laughs> yes. So and so, um, you you want to make sure you are set, you know. That whatever you know, and, and sure, we all get something from one another. You know, yeah. we, we do learn from one another along the way. But make sure everything you know is confirmed by the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit yeah. comes and confirms whatever it is you have been taught, whatever it is you have tried to teach yourself. You understand? Don't let nobody fool you. Mm. You hear some Sunday, go back and hey, go back and study it. Yep. Yeah. It's good to take notes in church. Uh-huh. You know, I I know there's a lot of ministries out there. They 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 actually frown upon people taking notes in church. I've been to some of them. But it is very good to take notes in church so you can go back and, and look this stuff up. Yeah. No. The right pastor, I, I really like that term, where you just don't sit down and come to church to learn anything, because in your quiet time, that's what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, but looking at the chapter there, when I was reading it as well, as you said already anyway, that like history is in itself, right? The same thing that happens to um, um, Eli, what is his name? Samuel.
Sorry, I'll come down the line. Look how perfect um, yeah. uh, Samuel look. I used to think that his son would be perfect like this. Right. But they all turned different. And I guess those children were raised in the right way according to their oh. father's um, lifestyle. And they, 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 they are different, you know. And, you know, we have to be so careful and make sure that, you know, God is setting the glory from out of our life and that.
we will be able to walk in the footsteps of what God wants us to walk. Because that's what happens. Once we take our eyes off God, then we're going to be distracted. Just as Adam, Eve, when they're in the garden, they take they, they, they go eat the, 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 the apple. And from there, the falling just keeps coming behind, you know, because we take our eyes off God. So we have to keep our eyes on on God and 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 oh my the, the flesh the flesh the flesh the flesh always <laughs> we always see the flesh more than the spirit yep oh, oh my goodness all the time and, and, and we all start out good you know we all start out strong in the Lord and what? it and it and it happens like. You you know when you first came to the Lord you had that zeal, you know you had that fire in you you know you like church every Sunday you know I'm reading my Bible every day you know yeah. then what happened along the line somewhere you okay, get I, I get to, I get to church when I can I I read you know whenever I get get a chance to to read or something but even when you got a chance to read you you don't pick the Bible up you read something else like a newspaper or some novel or something else. So God yeah. slowly starts to creep out of your life. That yeah. goes with all of us, and that easily could have happened with Eli's and Samuel's sons. They started out very strong in the Lord, but then they got to a point where it calmed down, and that zeal left them. You know, that's why, you know, where where I'm from down south, and I'm pretty sure they do it everywhere else as well, but they have revivals, you know, and a revival is to rekindle your spirit yeah. and to keep you that, you know, that hunger, you know, keep it awakened and don't let it go to sleep. And and that sometimes, you know, it's needed more than, than, than often than not because we don't do them a lot. We, we might do them every once, every five or so years or every three years or something like that. But you should have a revival every year just to make sure people are, you know, really, you know, continuing on and and with this fight because it's a fight to to try to keep your life of Christ upright. It's a fight. So go ahead. I don't want to take up the the, all the time. I do have um, a few observations uh-huh. as I was um, studying, and uh, one of the things that came to my, what the first thing that came to mind is that um, as mentors in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and as ministry leaders, we have to be careful again um, to make sure that we don't neglect our families in ministry. Because when I was reading in the, um, about the notes, make reference to say that Samuel made the same mistake, and he was on that Eli's ministry. Mm-hmm. And it could be I am gonna like get creative with my thoughts. It could be that they spent a lot of time thinking about the other people and neglecting the house, their house. Right, right, right. So. What happened? He like sons were trained because again they were caring about God's business, no excuse. Mm-hmm. And then Samuel's sons were trained, right? And I have to say that even though I didn't read it, because the Bible said train up a, a child in the way they should go, and when they're old they will never depart. So in ministry, my mom trained me. So I know even if I'm not doing the right thing, I am convicted because I was trained, right? Right. But um, if Eli couldn't even go to his boss to correct that because it would seem new. Right. Because it was a normal thing for discipline. Um, and the Bible didn't make much mention of what Samuel did, but Samuel, he had a good ear that he's known for being like a good listener. So uh, his children uh, kind of like did the same thing. Right. Right. So um, the other thing that I, I I read was us as Christians.
Christian that takes my spirit, wanting to look and be and feel like the world. Because Israel asked for a king, not because it was a heavy con- spiritual conviction, but it's because it was what the rest of the world was doing. Right. So they wanted a king because the rest of the world had a king. Right? So we have to be here. What is the other thing, too? It seems like I'm always warning. Okay? <laughs> but we have to be careful, again, not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed, according to Romans 12, too, mm-hmm. by the renewing of our mind, because we can fall into dangerous um, destruction um, when we follow the world. Satan is the prince of the earth, and every day we are seeing that everything that happens in the world, in the world is set up to cause of destruction. You understand? So as Christians of God, everything that comes against us that happens in the world, it is not to, part, to partner with us to see God's glory. But again, because he's the prince of the earth, then the, the, um, things happen and we get distracted and we get wounded. Or we get hurt, right? The other thing that I, I noted was uh, examine ourselves and make sure that we separate, we, we, we continue to separate ourselves, even in the midst of us looking stupid and funny and foolish, right? We don't have to do everything that the world do, does. So it can separate ourselves because from this world, because all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the pride of the life, which is not of God, but it's of the devil. So that is another point that I made. The, the, the observation here in, 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 um, in the Bible, it says that, one second, it says that Israel demonstrated that, that their desire to imitate the world may seem righteous at first, but the final result led to destruction. So again, um, in this we see, as Michelle said, even though they got they got blinded, you know, and because of the, they were drawn away to their own love right. and their own desire and wanting to follow other nations. Even to the end, to, to, to um at the end they forsake at the risk of forsaking God and knowing knowing the consequence that would come with forsaking God. So, again, um, let's keep on the narrow path and continue to examine ourselves because as people, what's common to those people, the common denominator is that they were people and we are people. And sometimes we are drawn away to our own lusts and desires. And in that, we have these issues that come up, which make decisions hasty, hastily. We, um, we, we, we appoint people that we're not even supposed to appoint because, again, we don't pray, we don't read, and we don't, um, we're not at the cross, and we're not hearing from God. One thing, though, that you can really commend Samuel for is that he had a, a prior life, and even though he didn't raise his kids well, he was always going to God and asking God for help so that God could tell him what to do so that he can make, because he knew that the king that he would choose would lead to some amount of destruction. But again, God told him to give them a king because that's what they desire. Amen. Amen. Sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the whole thing. Is No matter what we do, no matter how much we instill in our kids, the bottom line is going to point to, just like the children of Israel, that one choice in their life that they're going to make. Am I going to live my life for God, or am I, am I going to go live out in the world and do whatever it is that I, I, I'm wanting to do or feeling the need to do? It's going to be that one choice that sends them on that, that, that fork in the road to go left or right. And like I said, no matter what we do, you know, we can instill, instill in them every day of their lives, scripture, you know, wisdom, you know, understanding. All that God has in store for us 
it's still up to them when they get to that point in their lives and their age that they have to make that choice, just like we had to make the choice to say that, yeah. we, want, that we want to live for Christ. The entire Bible is a blueprint telling us all the wrongs that have already happened in history yeah. and for us not to repeat them. So it is there to show you don't be this way. And you're right. It speaks to each and every individual today, a thousand years ago, and a thousand years from now. It's speaking to the individual who is reading these pages to say, make sure you consider yourself in these ways. Because if you can keep yourself from these things, you can find yourself in a righteous place and, and before God. And if not, then you will find yourself, you know, elsewhere outside of the presence of God. And you should always consider yourself when you're reading Scripture, always. Yeah. So. Another thing, Pastor, is that it ministers sometimes to it gets really sticky mm -hmm. when we're doing our families, right? Because right. I use a compromise. That's why um, in business they said don't mix family and business or friends and business because there is a certain obligation that you feel, you know, I'm putting myself in somewhere. Um, right. Maybe they built up the ministry and they wanted the ministry to go down to the generation. But then they, 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 their children weren't up to par right. in terms of godly principles. But yet still you want that blessing to stay in the family. So they selected. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. Go, keep going. Yes, so they selected family. Right, so we, as leaders too, we have to have an eye to know who is fit for whatever position so that we don't cause destruction in the right. kingdom. Amen, amen. Okay. Amen. Anyone else? I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. <laughs> oh. oh, man. No, no, that's, that's okay. I am listening, though. I am listening. No, no, no. No, those are some, some great points, uh, really great points. Uh, and, again, what decisions are you going to make for yourself? Today, tomorrow, today after, and, 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 and beyond that. Each day is going to be a critical point in your life where you have to make a decision. And you have to make sure that that decision is always for God. So just consider that way. Yes. Yeah. So. Amen. Amen. Orion, it's in the door. Anyone else? Everyone else, we good? Yes. Good. Uh, amen. Well, we don't want to beat the dead horse then. <laughs> He's already dead. Ain't nothing else you can do to him, right? <laughs> amen. Amen. Anybody on the line got anything to say before we close out? Yeah, I would like to say, um, when I re when I'm reading this scripture and going on, I find out one wrong decision leads to a next one. And if um you don't catch up, it ke it keeps going getting worse. Because yep. um yeah, because when the first thing when he appointed son that they they, they were I maybe he know that he know that they were not. They were not real perfect kids, but he still appoint them. Right. And then, and then that is one thing. And then the elders, they 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 come and telling him that you are now you hold and your son not doing good. And if you go to the next verse, he was he, he never feel good. No, these guys, these people tell him tell him all that, and it hurts. It hurts. But they 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 tell him that he's he's old. And they're telling him about his children at the same time. 
And 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 that he, he, the Bible said it dis, displeased him, but God tell him, listen, these people they do not they don't reject you, they reject me. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. Samuel never feel good in himself in in himself either. Well, and and it just just go from one wrong thing to another. <laughs> Yeah, and he and he kind of he kind of knew what they were requesting was not right because like yeah. uh, you know like like uh, Debbie said earlier you know he had a prayer life he was doing what he needed to do in the Lord he was always consulting the Lord whenever something went wrong and all of a sudden these people are asking for this king and he's like I know this is not right in my spirit yeah. I know this is wrong. But he's like, I, I'll take, I'll take your petition to God and see what He says. You know, like any right, rightful ruler would do, he would consider all options when someone brings uh, things to him. You know, when if someone brings a a suggestion to him, they're gonna listen, listen, listen to that suggestion. They're not just gonna reject it. So, so I mean, that's just the way that is. So, amen. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and close her out. Um, good study. Um, uh, we dropped her off. If I can get her back, I may have to text her, uh, Sister Michelle. I know she dropped off there for a minute. Um, so we're gonna um pray out. Um, remember next week, chapter nine. Uh, when we get to to church on Sunday, guys, we gotta we gotta have a um, instead of doing adult um, Bible study, we need to have a meeting concerning some things. Uh, so when we get there on Sunday, try to like again try to be there on time or a little early so we can uh, pan some things out and get some things uh, put out on the floor that needs to be needs to be said. Um, so we get everything in order. All right? Okay. Amen. Sister Debbie, would you mind uh, praying us out here? Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We praise your name. We honor you. We glorify you. We thank you, God, that today was a good day. We thank you, God, that we are home and Bible study went really well. And we thank you, God, that the Word of God is transforming our lives from the inside out. We thank you, God, that we can come to you boldly and we can say, Abba, Father. We thank you, God, that you're hearing our prayers and you hear our cries. We thank you, God, that you are not far away from us, but you're right here beside us, Father God, and that you call us Frank. We thank you, God, that in you we are righteous, we are hopefully and redeemed. We thank you, God, that tonight, Father God, the word that came forth, Father God, will help us to examine ourselves, Father God, and to realize that we need you more than ever. We ask, God Almighty, that you will go before us and make every crooked way straight in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask, God Almighty, that for the function that is coming up, Lord God, on this weekend, Father God, I pray, God Almighty, that your blessings will shine through, Father God. I pray, God, that there will be more than just physical relief. But there will be spiritual release, Father God. There will be financial release in our lives in Jesus' name. We pray, God Almighty, that right now you will visit the hearts of those, Father God, who are coming against us, Father God. And we pray, God Almighty, that you will help them, Father God, to realize that our, work, the, 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 our weapons, Father God, they're not carnal, Father God, but they are the, the, the demons in high places that we are fighting against, Father God. It's not flesh and blood. So, Father God, we ask God that our eyes will be steadfast on you. We ask God that we'll search our hearts, O oh God Almighty, and know, know our thoughts today, Father God. We ask that you'll cleanse us and keep us out of force, Father God. We pray, God Almighty, that we will look to you for help and strength in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray that the meeting that will happen Sunday, Father, we pray, God Almighty, that you will give us brilliant insights, Father God, as to how to, what next to do, Father God, how to move forward. 
Oh, glory be to God. Father God, we look to you for help. In our finances, Father God. In our jobs, in our careers, oh God. In our marital affairs, Father God. In our relationships, Father God. And we just put everything in your hands, Father. Straight to Sister Summer. I haven't seen her in two days, Father God. I'm not sure if she's well. But God, I pray, God Almighty, that you will give her the strength. Father God. And Father God, we pray that you will get help, Father God, to take her to your spiritual, not just physical help, but um, spiritual help, Father God, to help her through Saturday, Father God. I pray, God Almighty, that the angels that you are surrounded with, our angels, God, that you have commissioned, oh God Almighty, to take her through, Father God, that they will be around to shield her from every plan and every trick of the enemy, Father God. We pray that we release an anointing over her, Father God, so sick, and no weapon will come through it, Father God. I pray that the blood of Jesus will cover her in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for my pastor in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will give him wisdom to lead in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that the word of God will take root in his life, Father God. And I pray, God Almighty, that you will lift him up, Father God, in the weary days, Father God. And when the enemy comes in, Father God, like a flood, Father God, the Holy Spirit will build up a standard. Oh, God Almighty, we come against every tongue that comes up against him in the mighty name of Jesus. And everything of this world, Father God, that sets itself forth, Father God, to destroy him. Oh, God Almighty, we send forth the warring angels, Father God, that surrounds him, Father God, to fight for him in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you will comfort his heart. You will give him rest, Father God, in this time, Father God. I pray, God Almighty, that the word of God will shine through, Father God, and in his leadership, Father God, you will give him Ears like Samuel, Father God. Courage, Father God, like Joshua, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. Leadership skills, Father God, like Moses, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. I pray that the meekness like Job in his life, Father God. And I pray that you, O God Almighty, your Holy Spirit, will anchor him in the days of trouble, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray for us as leaders, God, that we will walk in obedience, Father God. We'll make his job easy. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, I pray God Almighty, that I will not look to the left, nor look to the right, but Father God, will hold him up in prayer. Every leader, Father God, needs someone to hold up their hand like Moses. In the mighty name of Jesus, at some point in their ministry, Father God, I pray God that his children will hear the voice of him, Father God, and they will hearken unto his voice, Lord, and they will be obedient as he leads them in the path of righteousness. I pray that they will not bring him shame, O oh God Almighty, but Father God, everything in his household, Father God, every person under his household, Father God, will come under full agreement, Father God, with the word of God, Father God, and will bring glory to your name in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray for our spouse, and we ask for God to keep them to the cross in the mighty name of Jesus. And then for Father God to pray for them, Father God, and help us, Father God, to not go weary in well-doing, Father God, but to be encouragers in the word of God, Father God. I'll come against every spirit that come against us tonight, Father God. And every weapon, Father God, that tried to prevail, oh God Almighty, we break them down with the blood of Jesus. We cancel them. We afford them in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray, God Almighty, that you will give us wisdom to lead and wisdom to follow, Father God. When the question was asked by Samuel, Father God, what does he need, Father God? He asked for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And tonight, Father God, we pray the same over our lives, Father God. We pray, God, for us and heart, oh God Almighty, to love you, Father God, and to seek you first, Father God. Oh God, we pray that there will be no desire that exalts itself above the desires of your desires for us, Father God. We pray, God Almighty, that you will for our life, each and every one of us that is on this line, and for those who didn't get to join tonight, Father God, that our desires will line up with your desires, Father God. We pray, God Almighty, that our storehouse will never be empty in the mighty name of Jesus, and that you will release us into our purpose, Father God, as we listen and walk in obedience, Father God, transform us from the inside out with the word of God, Father God. And I pray, God Almighty, that we'll keep our eyes on you, oh God, help us to walk with our eyes open. In the mighty name of Jesus, and keep us, God, from falling. In the mighty name of Jesus, we plead the blood over every dead thing in our lives, Father God, and we speak right in every member of our bodies as we come alive, Father God, in your kingdom. Oh God Almighty, we pray that the word of God will come through, and you will give us memories, Father God, so that we will read the word, Father God, that we will remember the word of God, Father, so we can pray over our lives, Father God. We will live, oh God, every promise that you have prophesied over us, Father God. Through the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God will come to full of creation in the mighty name of Jesus. None of them will um, be 
anointing which you have placed upon our lives, Father God. We ask that you will bind us together with cords that cannot be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. And we plead the blood of Jesus over everything, God, that comes to destroy us in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray that we will be victorious and we will be we follow after you, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Remember those who are not saved, God. Have mercy upon their lives tonight, Father God. And I pray for all family members that none of them will die, Father God, without knowing you, Father God. So we pray that Almighty the Lord, our life will be an example. And we will not be as hypocrites, Father God. But Father God, every word and all you, you, you commission us to live, Father God, will come to um, fruition, Father God. We will be... We will not break your commandments, Father God, but we will oppose your commandments in our hearts. In our mighty name, Jesus, we pray. Have your way, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, God, once again for a lovely uh, study, and uh, thank you for your time and patience. Guys, have a blessed evening, and be safe out there, and God bless the rest of you. So, you hear me now? Yeah. Good night. Good night, guys. Have a blessed evening and be safe out there. And thank you for coming out, having patience, and just getting into the word. We appreciate it. Good night. All right, guys. Have a blessed one. Good night. Good night. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.